You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Happy New Year. It's 2022. And hope all of you are doing well, staying safe, staying healthy. And we're going to jump right into a crazy article. I shouldn't say crazy article. It was an article from last year, uh, not too long ago, maybe like a week or two ago. And it was something that came in over the break, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna, I got to get to this because this is, this is too good to, to pass up. And again, it's, it's uh, one of these to be filed in the weird articles about managed services or things, crazy things people say about managed services, right? Remember that old TV show? Kids say the craziest things. Well, sometimes people say the craziest things about managed services, and this is one of those where some of the, some of the they get some of it right and they get some of it wrong. And it's when they get it right, they they generally get it spot on, and when they get it wrong, they get it really wrong. And that's that's the trend that I see with these articles, is that they will they will they will get accuracy with a fair degree of um, predictability, meaning that they'll, they'll state things that are generally true more often than not with managed service providers. And then when they get something that's wrong, it's like so far wrong, it's not even in the same ballpark. It's, it's just way out there. And again, I, 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 you, you guys may be saying, well, why do you keep bringing up these crazy articles then? Well, we're... In 2022, which means that we are now in year 22 of the MSP Alliance. That is right. 22 years we have been serving the global managed services profession. And in year one, I remember it very well. Uh, it has many earmarks that are similar to today in, in that there is a lot of misinformation out there about managed services. And it's really helpful. It's not helpful. It's necessary to talk about these articles, bring them to your attention so that you, as MSP professionals, understand what is being written about your firm so that you can be prepared to argue against it. Because the last thing I would want you to do is to go up to a customer and have them say one of these odd things to you and it be taken as 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 true as gospel as, as fact and so that's why I do this is is so that you can be better prepared better educated to defend against these types of statements so i will put an article link uh in the show notes so you guys can take a look at it but it's called the pros and cons of investing in managed services managed IT services and at first glance i thought okay this is a investor article and i i clicked the link and i, I took a look at it and I pretty quickly decided uh oh this has nothing to do with investing 
this is should you use an MSP or not? And it starts off with the with the the typical, I say typical, you know, summary of you know, managed services is is, uh, is doing really well. It's hot right now. It's in demand. Okay, yeah, good, all good. Um, why people would use it, and then it goes into a delineated advantages and disadvantages, and it it has. Uh, so I generally don't have anything to complain about in the advantages. Most of the stuff is fairly um, true uh, across MSP boundaries, meaning that no matter what geography you practice in, no matter what type of managed service offering you have, generally speaking, these technical and business benefits that they list as advantages to using an MSP are true across the MSP spectrum. And take a look at it for yourself. I mean, they talk about access to the expertise of the MSP. Yeah, MSPs have always had a deep bench of technical talent, um, especially now when you have such a scarcity of technical talent. Uh, MSPs have an even greater, a, a more heightened value to customers who are also, you know, spread thin technically. And so going with an MSP can solve a lot of problems. Um, it can lessen your workload. That's number two. Um, it can boost your, your internal efficiency as a customer by using an MSP. Um, automatic issue fixing. I don't know why they call it issue fixing, but I think they're talking about IT resolution, IT problem resolution. Very true. I mean, that's almost the textbook reason of why MSPs exist. It's almost the prototype for what people think of as an MSP is, is that they're proactively, they use automatic, I use proactive, um, they're proactively addressing problems before they are even sometimes um, manifested or sometimes even known by the customer. And that's the job of an MSP. Um, so uh, it can give you a competitive advantage, sure. Uh, and then lastly, compliance. All good things. Have no problem with it. The author then goes on and says, well, here are the disadvantages of using an MSP. And here's where, again, in my opinion, the, the author goes not just astray, but wildly astray. They, they, they were doing really well at listing the advantages and being accurate at that. And then they go into, well, here's some of the things that may not be appealing to you. And I'm, and I'm going to go through each of them. Um, and so if you are a author out there and you're writing an article on the advantages and disadvantages of using an MSP, uh, you may want to take some notes here because this will be helpful for you. Number one, under the disadvantages of using an MSP, they operate remotely. <laughs> they, they operate remotely. And I'm just going gonna, gonna to quote from, from that section. As multiple managed IT service providers operate off the grid, 
their services might not be as hands-on as you'd prefer them to be. Their physical absence may especially... Yeah, I think they made it. Someone didn't edit this. May especially you when you meet an IT problem face-to-face at your workplace. Now, I, I got to say, this, this is... Um, I have never come across this as a problem with the MSP business model. I, let, let me rephrase that. Years ago, it wasn't MSPs voicing this. You know who it was? It was the break fix guys. otherwise known as uh, affectionately called the trunk slammers by uh, those in the know in the MSP professional community. Um, that's not a, a popular term. Um, you don't use that in, 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 in a decent conversation or company, but the ability of the MSP to operate remotely is one of the things that makes them valuable. It is an advantage it is decidedly not a disadvantage. Why is it not a disadvantage? Well, okay, uh, here's for those of you taking notes, you want to start writing. It's not a disadvantage for an MSP to be working remotely because they can be more scalable, number one. Number two, they can be more efficient. Why are they more efficient? Why are they more scalable? Because they are not constrained by the limitations of time and travel. And unless someone comes up with a, uh, a time machine that allows the MSP to be on-site at every single customer simultaneously in an omnipresent fashion so that they can fix problems and diagnose problems more effectively, I am sorry, but they have to do their work remotely. It is the entire purpose that the MSP profession ignited in the mid to late 90s is because the proliferation of IT throughout the world, enterprise all the way down to small, medium businesses, exploded so fast that there was only the only way to address the monitoring and management of all of that IT was to depart from the break-fix on-site model and move to a remote off-site model. Now, that is not to say that MSPs don't go on-site occasionally. The really good ones don't ever. I should say really good. Some MSPs don't ever go on-site. They don't need to. Their business model doesn't necessitate that. Some MSPs do have some on-site, especially the more geographic ones. But the ones that have, you know, multi-state, multinational presence, you know, it, travel is, is like a last resort. Travel is a, a, uh, a four-alarm fire. It's, a, it's an emergency. It's not something that you do in the, in the course of, your, of regular business. And even then, there are many other ways to more expediently deal with on-site needs, whether that's on-site you know, at a data center, which is more than likely, you know, 
these days. It's, it's typically where the problems are. I mean, you don't generally have a need for an MSP to drop everything, go to a customer's site or location that isn't a data center and do work, right? They're not, they're not getting under the desk and plugging in Ethernet cables anymore. Those days are done. I mean, you can get local on-site technicians who are not MSPs, by the way, and get them to go do that work for you. Heck, you can even go probably get the customer to, you know, tell them, go take the blue wire under your desk, plug it into the blue, you know, receptacle under, you know, in the wall, and, and there you go. But under, under no stretch of the imagination, in 2022, nor for the last 10-plus years, 20-plus years, have we in the professional managed services industry considered being remote as a disadvantage? It is not. In fact, I would go even further in some of the upcoming episodes, you're going to be hearing a lot more about this in in this year. The on-site work and the necessary limitations that associate with that business model are actually harmful. You heard me right. They are actually harmful being on site as a profession, as an IT management profession is not custom. It's not current. It's not the way we do things. And more on that later. But again, starting out the disadvantages of using an MSP and saying, well, they're, they're, they're operating, they only operate remotely. No, that's not a disadvantage at all. Number two, their coverage can be limited. Now, it is a little unclear to me whether this author was talking about subject matter or geographic coverage. And I'm going to, going to just take a stab here and say that they are talking about sub, subject matter limitations. Again, in my opinion, assuming that this is talking about subject matter limitations, meaning that the MSP um, isn't a specialist, Again, this, is a, this exhibits a great misreading of the, and lack of knowledge of the MSP market because the MSP market I am aware of and have been aware of for 22 years has great diversity, great depth, and fantastic vibrancy when it comes to the ability to find an MSP that is both, if I'm looking for an MSP that is a general practitioner and they can do a lot of many things, meaning they can do security, they can do networking, they can do emails, they can do servers and hosting, they can do database management, they can do network, they can do VoIP, they exist, they're out there. And yet, if I'm looking for only, oh, I don't know, 
uh, I'm looking for a virtualization specialist, only deals with virtualization of servers, or I'm only looking for IBM mainframe, AS400s, you know, MSPs that only manage AS400s, or I'm only looking for an MSP that handles database management. Those MSPs exist. There are MSPs in specialties that you've never heard of before. There are MSPs that specialize in, 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 feel, in not the service they deliver, but in the type of customer to whom they, they serve. There are so many different types and styles and variations and flavors of MSPs out there. It's mind-boggling. And I don't think a lot of people understand how broad and how vast the MSP community really is. But, but speaking just about the small and medium-sized business market, I would say that there is anything but a lack of coverage or a limitation on the type of things that the MSP can do because those MSPs are designed to be general practitioners, just like you have in the medical field, just like you have in law and in accounting and in, in many other areas, you have general practitioner MSPs. And it doesn't mean that they're bad. It doesn't mean that they're, it, it means that they have to be a lot of things to their small customers. And the small customer cannot fathom the outsourcing of a half a dozen different MSPs, each of whom does a unique thing and specializes in a unique area, that is not a practical way to outsource. They do it if you're in the enterprise sector. They do it if you, have, if you are a, a, a sizable customer organization and you have the ability to maintain effective management and oversight of those service providers. But if you're a small business, you need one MSP. And you need them to be able to do many things. So I don't, I don't understand what this person is saying when they say coverage can be limited. Well, the, the, if, you're, if you're a small business and you're looking for an MSP, and after you've listened to this podcast, you know, all right, I need to be, I need to be getting an MSP that has a more of a general practitioner approach well, I got to tell you, the last thing you're going to do is is get hooked up with an MSP that says, "Well, I only do this one thing, and I and this one thing only." Well, you're you're going to pretty quickly say, "All right, well, you're not the right one. I needed I need a general practitioner. Do you know any?" Again, the 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 assumption that there are limitations just is not is not accurate. There, there are so many options that th there's something for everybody out there in the MSP community. And that's, that's just my, my assessment. And the final, the third disadvantage of using a managed service provider is it may cost you more upfront. It may cost you more upfront. Now, again, I don't have any 
kinder way to say it other than to say this is just flat out wrong. It's just flat out wrong. It is a significant departure from the reality of IT procurement. I feel like this is fairly well settled, uh, but nevertheless, uh, I feel compelled to repeat myself as I have been for two decades now. Everybody has generally come to the conclusion, I feel, that the cost of IT is not in the procurement of it, but in the management of it. And the benefit, now it depends on, you know, if, if you are a startup and you have startup-related costs that are going to involve IT, there is, even in that scenario, there is no way that you look at an MSP and say, well, using an MSP in that scenario is going to cost me more. Under no scenario that I can think of is using the MSP versus using some other option going to cost you more. I, 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 the, only, the only scenario is using an MSP is going to cost you more than not doing anything, like not managing it at all. And let me give you a little hint. If you are not managing your IT at all, you are mismanaging your IT. And you're going to be responsible for some pretty bad stuff that's going to happen probably, probably pretty quickly to your IT environment if no one's minding the store, if no one's protecting it, no one's securing it. But even the MSPs that get involved in IT procurement, meaning they sell hardware, they sell software, or they influence it, even then, they don't have to sell it. They could just tell you, all right, you're a startup company. Here's how you finance uh, you know, 100 PCs, and this is how you handle servers. Hey, we don't even think you need to buy servers. Let's host it in the cloud. Let's use Azure. Let's use AWS. Let's use uh, Google, whatever. I mean, there's so many different purchasing options, leasing options, rental options today for the hardware and the software especially in a post-pandemic world. We, ha we have learned a lot about the, the ability to spin up, rapidly spin up IT resources. Uh, and I feel like all MSPs who, who lived through the pandemic understand that lesson very, very well. I, but I just don't get it. I don't get where is, where is this phantom cost coming from? I mean, the only other thing that this author could be talking about is, well, if you don't use an MSP and you just wait for a problem to exist and then you spend the money on a break-fix company, well, maybe, maybe that's what they are saying. They don't say it, so I'm, I'm, I'm making an editorial comment here. But what do we know about break-fix? It's, it's not secure. It's not safe. It's definitely not going to protect you against bad things happening to your organization. Quite the opposite. I don't need somebody to come in and, and, and act as a detective after the break-in has occurred in my home. I need someone or something to protect the break-in from ever happening. 
In one of those scenarios, that's a break-fix company. In the other, that's an MSP. Which one would you rather have? I know one I would rather have. Anyway, that's what's being written about managed services today. In 2022, whenever this was written, it doesn't have a date, but it came out. I, I became aware of it late last year. So, it, it, again, I, I doubt that this thing has been sitting out there for 20-plus years. This may have made sense in the late 90s. But it doesn't make sense now, at least the disadvantages section. So if you are out there, I, I, and I really do think it, it's not just, you know, we have fun and laugh and joke about these types of things, but it's, it's serious. You need to read this. You need to read this and be, I mean, I would send this to your sales and your marketing teams and show this to them and say, look, this is what is being talked about us. Look how wrong it is. You need to be aware of this type of material because I guarantee you it's not the only one out there. I, I, I come across these with greater frequency, and that means that there's a lot of new people writing a lot of new material and getting it wrong. Not all of it wrong. Again, I, I have no problem with the advantages section. They're, they're generally universal truths that I believe are true with the man of services profession. But the rest of it is just, it's, it's not just wrong. It's so wrong. It's, it's not even close to being the truth. It's not even close to being accurate about MSPs. That's the thing. So we, what do we do? We, we have to educate. And this is the first part of education is you expose certain ideas to the light of discussion and you you come up with better ones and if you disagree with my points then fine i'm tell me what where did i go wrong what's what's wrong about them the only way i'm going to correct is if someone says what well, this is this is a different way to look at it i'll accept that but this is this is a necessary step we have to look at this. We have to be eyes wide open, look at what is being written about us, spoken about us, talked about us as professionals, and correct it when we need to. And the more we do this, the, the, the faster things will get better. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.